I'm leaving. I told you never to barge in here. And I'm taking your partner with me. What? You are crazy. Come along, Alex. I'm taking command. You're inadequate, Major. In every area. Captain, for the last time. Doesn't it disgust you to be used by him? To be touched by an old man? Can't you feel the decay? <laughs> Welcome to the Sin Beef Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Gary Hill, and with me tonight is Suzanne. How are you? Uh, tired of winter. How are you doing? Oh, we had, some, we had some elements this morning, didn't we? Oh, we, it was just, we got, like, sleet, but it was too cold. It wasn't cold enough for it to, and that's my dog, that's to my freeze, but it was just sloppy. It in was case, sloppy. In case you guys aren't in the States, uh, we, we got snow over 39 of our these United States today. And that's kind of like astronomical. <laughs> if you think about yeah. It, you know? uh, climate, climate change is real, people, you know. Yeah, I, I keep wondering where's that, that uh, global warming they keep talking about because I sure as hell have not had any. It's, it's, it's coming, it's coming. Sp- spring is coming, so they say. The little the little rat that lives in, uh, in was it Puxa, Puxa, Puxatani Phil, his name? Yep. Did, didn't see his shadow, so supposedly, if you believe in that sort of thing, yeah, le- less winter. <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> oh, but yeah, we'll start the show the same way we always start shows, and I'll ask Suzanne what she's been watching lately. I've been pretty boring lately. I have not watched very much. I pretty much have enough time to catch up on dumb TV and, oh, new season of Forged in Fire, which is Pretty excellent. Yes, indeed. Always is. And, oh, geez, what else? Uh, I got sucked into this absolutely atrocious show on ABC called A Million Little Things. Because I like This Is Us. I haven't watched much of it this season. But I'm like, okay, how much are they going to actually try to steal from that? And, oh, they took it one step beyond. Oh, my God. There's not a normal fucking person there. Yeah. Uh, We're talking. We we are talking. Oh my God! The some dude, the 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 his group of friends. This dude kills himself, and his wife is banging one of his friends. His one friend had that you know had male breast cancer. Who's you know fell in love with someone who has breast cancer. Said so there's the whole cancer thing going on, um, and now the dude who killed himself. His wife is pregnant with his with his friend's kid. And everyone thinks it's his kid, and oh my God, we've got it's got everything. And it just, it doesn't let up. We've had, like, sexual abuse. There's some, some, someone in the group of friends, her uncle molested her, and she's always had this big rip with her mom. 
And I said, one dude's on antidepressants, and I'm not kidding. And it keeps going. It's like, how much mental illness can you roll into one television show? I just I just don't know. It's just, let's, let's roll it they, in there. They managed to hit everything. Oh, God, and yeah, the, the dude who killed himself and the, his wife who's pregnant with other dude's kid, they have a gay son. Of course. Why not, you know? Is he dead, like in Heathers, you know? I, I love a dead gay son. I love a dead gay son. <laughs> That's not right. Oh, my God. The misogyny of that movie. Let's let's save that for another time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've really not been watching a lot. Yeah, I can't say I have either. I've been watching bits and pieces of stuff here and there. I rewatched Creed two yesterday. That that's still amazing. That should be coming soon to to your to your, to your airwaves, I guess. And uh, I uh, rewatched Halloween three because I splurged on that Steelbook Blu-ray. I, I splurged on like four Steelbooks that week, and I regret nothing because these are like the new four K masters that Scream Factory fucked the people didn't buy and shit again, but. I didn't know them to begin with, so I didn't feel too bad about that. So, yeah, I got some decent Kino, Lar- Kino Lorber swag. Nice. What'd you get from that sale? See, I forgot. You didn't tell me. Oh God, I got the Long Riders. Nice. Uh, Hidden Agenda, really great movie. Um, ZPG Zero Population Growth, because you know me and how much I love Oliver Reed. Yep. Uh, the reincarnation of Peter Proud. Once again, another Oliver Reed joint. Is he shirtless uh, in any of these movies? That's all I want to know. Because, you know, <laughs> women go nuts for no, a shirtless. Idea. Women go nuts for a shirtless Ollie Reed, let me tell you. Um, I finally got an English track for Black Sabbath. So I picked that one up. Nice. And yeah, I swear I'm missing. Oh, I got The Martian Chronicles and Judgment at Nuremberg. Great. You, you really but you really did buy some stuff from that sale, didn't you? Yeah, I got it. Seven. I was looking at that Long Riders Blu-ray too. I really wanted that, and I didn't. I didn't have the Duncans for it at the time. Oh, why didn't you tell me? I would have picked it up for that's you. Okay, one of those flash sales. I don't know it'll be on Kino. That's one of the great, great things about Kino is they're just like Barnes and Noble with the Criterion sales. They do it like six times a year or something. They have, have a major sale, so. Yeah, and honestly, even though I've, I've bought a lot of stuff on the Criterion sales, you're not saving that much money on the Criterion sales. I don't care what they tell you. Yeah. You're not. Kino's got stuff for like eight bucks, so that that's a that's a bargain all oh, day long. They have like thirty two dollars, you know, regular price, you know, Blu rays for twelve ninety nine and nine ninety nine. That's a good deal. Oh my god! Yeah, I think the Long Riders was the twelve ninety nine disc I bought. I think that one's like a thirty two ninety nine disc. Like an uber special edition on that mother. I'm I'm looking forward to diving into that when I get it. Oh uh, yeah. I'm- Got to find some time to watch all of the movies. I've, I guess I've been stockpiling for a while, and I've had no time whatsoever to watch anything. What else? I, I uh, I'm so glad I did. I, I started some of the DC Universe um, uh, app only shows. I, I watched the first two episodes of Titans, which is uh, you know, like Teen Titans, but they're all grown up now, and you know, that's that's really dark and really 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 great and I'm really glad they're making this stuff oriented towards adults and not so much the teeny bopper crowd that they tend to dive into sometimes and um the one that I watched today is the one they just premiered Doom Patrol is excellent and it's funny and tragic and Brendan Fraser shows up and you ain't seen him in forever and he uh he tragically is um turned into a robot man but he shows so much emotion on the show 
and it's kind of great. Timothy Dalton's on there. Alan 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 Tudyk is on there. What? Yeah, it's it's really it's really good, Sue. I gotta say, I really I really enjoyed it. Uh and they're doing it right. They're only releasing an episode of, an episode a week, so it's not like you could splurge on it right away. And I like that. And I really like the love this show. I don't want to give too much away, but it's really funny and delightful. And I w- I hope you guys check it out. This uh this DC Universe content is really not disappointing so far. So kudos to DC for making a service and making folks pay for it. And I may be one of those believers real soon. Because I won't say where I watched it from, but it wasn't from DC Universe. But it's it's a it's a recommend. They have my endorsement. Uh, what else? I watched hmm, A Star Is Born, but I don't want uh, the new one with a uh, B Coops and Gaga in it. I, I don't I don't want to bring up too much about it because I want to do it on the show and get a a woman's perspective on on what I what I experienced in this movie. So we'll probably pair that with Crazy Heart because they're. They're almost the same, not almost the same movie, but the same idea of, of a movie about somebody who's dealing with addiction and, and love and, you know, regret or whatnot. And, uh, only real bad thing I'll, I'll say about it is Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga is a great singer, but she's kind of a non-actress. It, it really shows in this movie where she's supposed to be the lead of this movie. And there's parts where you're just like, I could do without this, but there's other parts where she shows a lot of emotion, so... It's really a, a 40, 60 a thing in that movie where 40% of the time she's really good, but then 60% of the time she's uh, not so good. But um, I'll, I'll uh, leave that there, and I'll say watch all these things for yourself because there's a lot that I haven't gotten to yet. And uh, <laughs> we'll get to our next segment. I, I have I have beefage for... Uh, <laughs> For days for this one, because I, I got I got some stuff to talk about uh, in this segment called Beef Bitches and Mashed Potatoes. Okay, who gets the burly uh, beef? I ordered barbecue beef. I think that's mine, but I didn't who order gets fries. The barbecue beef? Mine's the Duke Deluxe. Okay, who gets the burly beef? Sue, first up, what's what's bugging you, Sue? Honestly, it's this fucking weather. Yeah. And the people that can't drive in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Okay, if, if you don't know how to drive on snow and ice, please stay home. Please don't whip around a corner and then freak out because you just wiped out. Uh, don't slam your brakes on because you're going to fishtail and go sideways. And come within an inch of hitting me. Yeah. I uh, just, you know, basically don't drive like an asshole. I'm just, and I'm tired of the cold. Uh, I'm tired of this weather. I am tired of seeing nothing but white. I need some green and I need sun. I see a lot of patches in my lawn today, which means it's melting, babe. So even. Oh, I know it's melting, even but not stuff, fast enough. Even the stuff that came down today. Oh my gosh. Anything else besides the coldness? Oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm just so damn tired of it. Yeah. I can't stand if we get any more snow, the screaming will be legendary. Uh, yeah, but my, my uh, beef isn't the weather. My beef is assholes who think they're entitled and get, got caught for it. Uh, in case you, you've been living under a rock 
you don't follow any entertainment news at all. This actor who I give two fucks about from Empire, this, this Jesse Smollett character, uh, supposedly, this is a big supposedly because they're saying that this is all set up, got attacked by two people in in Make America Great Again hats, uh, put, uh, was put a noose and put a rope around his neck, and poured bleach on his face, calling him faggot and all kinds of bad stuff. I don't, I don't endorse any of this. But what I, what I do, what I, what I don't endorse more is if, if this, if it's true what they're saying, which they're saying that he hired two extras that worked on the set. This is the, they were known to work for him, and they worked work for the for Empire. That he hired these two Nigerian fellows who have nothing but aspirations to be in show business to do this to him and perpetrate all this and make this. How do you falsify a hate crime? And the, 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 the way the way they're talking, and this is not proven yet, so don't step on my fucking face here, people, that he set all this up, I'm guessing, for publicity. To say, because I hear that he's, they're writing him out of the show, and he, his character was going to go away, but now from what I hear from all this new controversy, 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 <laughs> controversy, is that, uh, like fucking Sean Connery there for a second. Um, <laughs> is that they're cutting scenes that he's in out of the show now. So they must really think that he's guilty and that he's really full of shit because all this evidence has popped up too. And I just I just can't endorse assholes like this who think just because they don't like, you know, the deal they're in or they don't like the current climate of the situation, let's go make some shit up. And, and try to put a spin on it because you don't like number number forty five as he called him. I, I don't like him either, people. But I'm not going to go perpetrate a hate crime against myself and say this is how it happened. It's so devastating. I'm going to go on television tell everybody all about it, and you find out you're just a fucking asshole who's making shit up. And I I can't I can't get behind this. What do you think, Sue? I, it keeps popping up on my newsfeed, but honestly, I don't know who he is, so I haven't read anything. If, if, if it wasn't I'm, so outrageous, I wouldn't be reading about it either, Suzanne. But it's it's just outrageous. It's crazy. I'm I, I am I am disgusted by his behavior. If you really want, how about some good publicity? How about doing you know some public service? Isn't that good publicity? No, you just want to make yourself look like a martyr, and mm-hmm. that's dumb. And especially in the in the time we're in right now, and it's not a good time. This is not the way to go about trying to get your point across or try to make a spectacle of yourself because your ass is getting written off the show. You know what? Go find another part. Don't be a dick. You know, people have to work hard to get to get up to where he's at. And, you know, from what I hear, the, the lead on the show, Terrence Howard, is not the, the, the best guy to work with either. I hear he's been trying, trying to get – he's been trying to fire him for, for years as it is because he's just so difficult to work with. And if you go out there and you're a young actor – and you work hard, odds are it may take like a decade to get there, you know, something's going to come up and and make you make you big, you know. I mean, there was a long time where, when the, and I, I still hear that he they hang out quite a bit together because of this, that Roger Corman would be the only person that would hire Jack Nicholson for like a decade. And people would consider those low-grade films. But look where he is now. He's a fucking legend, you know, so. Yeah. Because he paid his dues. He didn't just fucking make some shit up like, like this guy. I, it just angers me. It angers me so much, you know. I just think it's a, the, the most horrible possible way to go about trying to make get some publicity. Like I said, do a public service. 
get the right kind of publicity. Don't be an asshole. I mean, these are hateful things that still actually happen to actual people. I mean, that, that I mean, he's, he's a real person, obviously, but hate crimes do happen. And it's an ugly part of society, ugly part of our world, all, all over the world. But uh, to fake that is like a, a detriment to your people. And I, I think that's that makes you real ugly. It makes you worse than the supposed Nazis. And, you know, it's it's ugly. It's just ugly. I, I don't care for it. And uh, politics. Something else I don't care for, care for is uh, something that came out in the news today about um, Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman's son, d- doing the Ghostbusters uh that what he calls uh, the real Ghostbusters sequel or something. He's something really stupid. He said it, it just sounded really insulting to the fans. Basically writing off that last Ghostbusters film and saying that this one's going to be c- closer to the I forget what the, the closer to the heart or something. He says this one. And my thoughts on that is they tried after Ghostbusters two to make another Ghostbusters sequel happen. And nobody fucking wanted to do it. They tried for like a decade, at least a decade, to, to to get that happening. Nobody wanted to do it. Nobody wanted to do it. The best they can do in that new one is to have Dan Aykroyd show up in a really shitty cameo, and have Ernie Hudson show up in a better cameo. And it's just it's and to call that movie stupid, which it really is. But I I, I have the, the 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 gumption to say if you cut Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy out of that film. It's a lot better. It's a much better movie than, than anybody gives it credit for. But to, to discount, because maybe you got some real diehard Ghostbusters fans out there that happen to like parts of the film but didn't like much of the film. Don't stand there and insult the fans by saying, you know what, this is a shit film. Now let me tell you what we're going to do next. We're going to put a bunch of old men in proton packs and put them on the screen. And they'll be funny, but you'll probably be bored through most of it. I'm just throwing it out there, people. You put you put some proton packs on some old men, it's going to be really bad. Especially <laughs> a doughy Dan Aykroyd and an old, you know, recluse like Bill Murray. The only one's in shape is is Ernie Hudson. I mean, he's a mountain of a man, and he, he could probably still hack him, but that's the character they minimalized the most in the whole series, people. They give nothing to do in that first movie, but you know what? I'm 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 fine. I'm not I'm not over it. I'm gonna see it like everybody else is gonna see it. I just don't appreciate, you know, this guy who, <laughs> hey, he made Juno people say, you, you know what? We're just gonna stand here and sort of insult the fans. I don't even care if it's a minor thing. That the sometimes the minor things can be, turn out to be real big, and on, especially with the in the age of social media and assholes like me reading articles about this. It's just making themselves upset, probably over nothing, because it's going to be highly successful, and I, I know it's going to be, because if you know, they get the way they're talking about bringing most everybody back for this, people are going to run to go see it. People are going to bring their kids to go see. They'll probably do like revival screenings of the first two, and they'll bring their kids to the movies to go see those, and it's going to be huge. But I just don't appreciate that shit right there. What about you, Sue? You know, I love the first Ghostbusters. I tolerated the second one. I made it 20 minutes into the new one, and I turned it off. Mm, well, that's to each to each their own, you know? You know, I tried, because, well, you know me and remakes. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not really a remake, really. I, I don't know. It's just that. Uh... Oh, I know. It's And I also, I'm, I've never been a fan of the whole gender-bending thing. Well, they're doing that it's now just... with, with Lost Boys television series. 
Oh God, no! The the Frog Brothers could be Frog Sisters and whatever that you know. We'll see how it turns out. Yeah, and Pat watched Oceans, whatever the one is with the the, the mostly female cast. I did rewatch that, and I'll say that it's still it's still a turd sandwich, but I liked it a little better this time around. You know. Yeah, I, I pretty much came out. I did some stuff in the kitchen. I was listening to it. I'm like, oh my god, I just I can't even I can't even be in the same room as the television. <laughs> it's Anne Hathaway. She's just awful. Yeah, that, that, that's a. Uh... I didn't even know she was in it. The only person I saw, I think, Cat Kate Blanchett and she, she's real good. Sandra and, Bullock and Sarah Paulson's real good. That's my takeaway from that's Promotions Eight. Is that Sarah Paulson was real good and Kate Blanchett were real good. So if you're listening to Lee Russell, and I know you probably are, you're wondering why I didn't like that movie. Those are the two reasons to watch, in my opinion, okay? Those two people. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just can't do it. Uh, Yeah. But never, ever insult your fans. That's just, that's asking for trouble. He didn't build that world. His father built that world. And yeah, it's just, (laughs) I I can't, I can't get over this. It's just one of those. What's it done? Don't be a dick. I think that's the takeaway from all of our bitches, too. Like, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick when you're driving. Don't be a dick when you're talking about movies. Maybe the same thing as as Max Landis saying, you know what? That American Werewolf and and, and Paris movie is really terrible. It's like, yes, but we know this. You don't got to tell us. Yeah, we know. Don't don't kick the man when he's down, you know? (laughs) You know, we we pretty much just... Pretend it's not there. Mm-hmm. That's what I do with it. Well, I've watched it. It's it's, it's on Prime, and I've watched it. Tried to watch. Well, I tried to watch it, and then I fell asleep about forty five minutes in because it's just. Not oh, I, me and a group of my friends went to the theater to see it when it came out. Yeah, and there were people that were shushing me. <laughs> okay, my friends were shushing me. <laughs> there's, there's that. There's that takeaway. You can take away that there's a really good Bush song in it. And that's all you can take away from that movie. You know, I really like that Bush song from that movie. But (laughs) that's here here and over there. (laughs) I completely forgot that there is a Bush song in the movie. People forgot about Bush, man. Not not in the nasty way, but people just like think of Gavin Rosdale as Gwen Stefani's husband now and nothing else. You know, I, I. They got so overplayed. I liked them when they first came out because I'm old. Mm-hmm. And then okay. it just, yeah, they got so overplayed that every time I hear anything, everything Zen, I just want to throw something at the radio. I could still, still turn on that first Bush album, though, and really enjoy it. I, I could still do it, you know. Oh, it, it's, not, it's a good album, but it just got so overplayed. Well, it's like, it's like when I was listening to... Uh... The, the Oasis album, What's the Story, Morning Glory. This is all tangents, guys, and I don't apologize. <laughs> I thought like, when Wonderwall was going to hit the hit the, the, the list next, I was going to turn it off. I was like, no, I haven't heard this song in like five years. Let's just let it play. And, you know, it's one of those things where you say, let's just let it play, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I have that problem with Wonderwall. Oh, wow, I, I this song is so annoying. Play it again. <laughs> play it again. Play that shit again. But tonight, uh, with apologies to Ricky Morgan, he he was supposed to be here, but everybody's sick, people. Ricky got the flu from people from work, he says, and I believe that because people are filthy animals when they want to be, not covering their mouth. And I'm one of the biggest advocates of covering my my nose and mouth when I cough or sneeze. 
And you can't always expect people to do that because they're fucking filthy germ mongers. Uh, hence why Ricky isn't here tonight. <laughs> to Sorry, talk- Ricky. Get better soon. Yes, indeed. Talk about two films, uh, one of which is a, a Buena Vista picture. It's a Walt Disney uh, production. Uh, the Black Hole from 1979. And then we're going to do Saturn 3 from, I think, the year after. Or right around there. Uh, <laughs> which is a total different feel. Well, it's it's the same, but different than The Black Hole. <laughs> oh, we're going to get into that real soon, let me tell you. Um, we'll start with The Black Hole from 1979 right after this. Hello, everyone. I'm Rick Morgan. And I want to share with you a scientific breakthrough that can change your life. Many people struggle through life with personal imperfections, shameful actions, and bad habits. So I'm here to tell you that there is a cure. All you have to do is subscribe to the House of Wax Classic Horror Podcast. I've been subscribed for only two months, and my results have been amazing. But don't take my word for it. Listen to these subscribers' success stories. I used to have pampered chef parties at my house and murder everyone that would show up. But after listening to the House of Wax, I don't even cook anymore. I used to have bad teeth, but since subscribing to House of Wax, I show my pearly whites wherever I go. I suffer with the need of bestiality. But since House of Wax, I don't suffer anymore. Huh? Oh, no, no, I still love the animals. I just don't feel as guilty with House of Wax playing in the background. So if you need a new horror show, then listen to the House of Wax podcast. It might just save your life. House of Wax is a proud member of Legion Podcast. And you can actually see this show on the new YouTube channel. Just look up House of Wax. There is an inexorable force in the cosmos where time and space converge. A place beyond man's vision, but not his reach. It is the most mysterious and awesome point in the universe. Where the here and now may be forever. On my ship, you ask. unavoidable, moving through space, swallowing everything in its path, radio waves, light. Are you programmed to speak? Even planets and stars. straight for the black hole. What'll we do? We wait. (laughs) 
1979 uh, this is a Disney picture as I mentioned before your cheapo plot synopsis is this a research vessel 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 <laughs> I'm talking like Chekhov now see <laughs> finds a missing ship commanded by a mysterious scientist on the edge of a black hole uh, this stars Maximilian Schell uh, Anthony Perkins Robert Forster I'm not. I'm not used to looking at it when he's young. It's very strange to me. Uh, Joseph Bottoms, Yvette Mimiu. I get to say that again. See, uh, and Ernest Borgnine, a mustachio Ernest Borgnine, and it features uh, voices of, of the robots. Uh, um, Roddy McDowell. Roddy McDowell, and the other robot, uh, the the more bashed up robot named Bob, is is Slim Pickens, who is uncredited, and that's important to say. Neither uh, him, him nor Roddy McDowell were credited in the movie. Yeah, that's a that's kind of booty on their part. Oh my gosh! But let's 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 kick it to Sue, and I'll ask her what she thinks of the black hole. Okay, I vaguely remember watching this when I was like in seventh grade or something, and this is how much it meant to me then. It was like watching it all over again for the first time because I remembered absolutely nothing. And I also remember hearing, you know, reading that uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson hates the black hole because it's so completely scientifically inaccurate and blah, 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 blah. You know what? I get it. Yeah, it's not scientifically accurate, not even fucking remotely. And I will say this about the movie. It's it's very visually stunning. Well, the model I works think, great. I think it's a beautiful movie to look at that has zero substance. They, I read that they were basically trying to race with Star Wars. They were trying to get something out. And I just think they had some great ideas there that, because they rushed it, that were never realized. That's fair enough. And, I mean, I love the little robots. And, of course, I was like, I was sitting here watching it with Pat. And, you know, Pat. What does Pat love more than anything? Science fiction bad, movies. Bad science fiction movies. And he hates this movie. Mm. What does that say? Science, you know, and he's like spaceships, laser beams. That's all he wants. And this has spaceships and laser beams. And he did not like it whatsoever. But I was just, I, I guess it, it, thank God for the visuals because I kept nodding off while I was watching it. Mm. I had to go. I made like two cups of coffee watching an hour and a half movie, trying to keep my ass awake. It just there's absolutely no substance to it. They I, I like some of the concepts they had, you know the 
him turning all of his crew into robots. That was kind of cool. Uh, Maximilian is just a bastard, which, you know, I kind of love that about him. And I never got to see Robot Dick. Maybe I just wasn't looking for Robot Dick. I've heard of of this robot boner, and you get it towards the end of the movie when him and Vincent are going at it. The very outmatched Vincent going against this big old... You ever seen him before? It's just this big old red metallic beast with like a Cylon eye in the middle of his face, but doesn't quite flash. He just stays red. Yeah. So he's kind of terrifying. And Vincent's this little floating thing that can shoot lasers and is cocky as hell, voiced by Ronnie McDowell. And he's going toe-to-toe with him and using his all of his magnet power to, to, to stay on him and shoot him with his lasers. And there's <laughs> a point where this little thing pops up off of, off of Maximilian's midsection, and that is your robot dong. And <laughs> People have always told me, it's like, that robot's got a dong, just going to pop out for a second, and it did, and it's kind of Oh my hilarious. god. Yeah. I never even went to robot dong in that scene. Never. That robot, well, needed, that, that robot needed a dong in the next movie, let me tell you. <laughs> it's, it's just not, it, it just, it had potential that, you know, they, that was never realized. Like I said, I found parts of the story interesting, and the rest was just kind of, it, it, it was all filler and visual effects. And thank you for the excellent visual effects, or else I probably would have crashed throughout every time I tried to watch it. It's not horrible. It's, I, I, I get, it, it was, Disney made a wry attempt at trying to compete with Star Wars, and they failed. Uh, I have a slightly different opinion about this movie, that I, I, I probably enjoyed it more than Suzanne. I've only seen it once, like Suzanne said, when I was a kid, but I remember back in the day, and this is how I learned how to read, actually. <clears throat> they used to have these cassette tapes with books, with storybooks, and you would read along with with the with the voice that was on the tape, and when it made the ding, you would turn the page. Well, I remember specifically Black Hole having one, and there was there was there was hundreds of other ones. We used to get them from the library, and I I took this one out a few times, and I remember that correctly. That so I remember more about the voice on the tape than I do about the movie. But anyway, I, I thought this was a fun ride. I've always enjoyed that that recluse in space that wasn't quite what he what he appears to be kind of deal and uh, our Maximilian Shell is a world class actor pulled this off pretty well being this like recluse with all these automatons hanging around running his different machines and but you you get the big reveal that he lied about his crew and it's never really said did he did he do this to his crew because they wouldn't follow orders. It's never really said that. It's just kind of saying, well, I turned them into robots because that's my only choice. And, you know, that's, and they're kind of alive, but they're not alive. And I really enjoyed that, that, that twist of this movie and his, his swagger. Uh, Borg Knight with a mustache is real fine. I, I need more of that in my life. Can't have it now, unfortunately, but I, I got to seek out more films where Borg Knight has a mustache because he wears it very well. Um, no, I just, I, the cast was, Stellar. They could not have picked better actors. And you're right, Ed. Borgnine is just kind of the rough and tumble dude. Was he was great until he broke his leg. And he's like, oh, go on without me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Robert Forrester is your your clean cut. I guess your Han Solo type character in this movie because 
I'd never seen him like in a, in a role like this, and it was kind of delightful just to watch him running around the space station. And <clears throat> this movie does something, so many things that Star Wars does do, and it's like they they took it from it almost. And, and that's and that's fine. They even have the part where they they dress up in the automaton garb and try to escape, and that lasts for about two seconds and until they get found out and. Hello, Nia. You're, you're you're being a nice baby girl tonight, aren't you? Oh yeah, my goodness. That's okay. But um, <laughs> sorry. No, no, no. But the model work is is stellar. I'm looking forward to like some kind of Blu-ray for this because even um, the copy I have on Vudu, which is supposedly 1080p, has a lot of grain on it. And I wish they would give the love for this they gave to the original Tron, and which may make the effects look up. Uh, they'll make they'll make them pop even more. Um. But like you said, Suzanne said that the story's kind of weak. The ending is really strange. Have you ever seen this before? Basically, our our, our mad scientist has the idea that he's going to go through this black hole, <clears throat> but his ship starts to break apart as he's as his his I guess his calculations were wrong. I guess or something. And there's this part at the end where everything blows up, the floors start to collapse, and all of his little automatons start to fall to the floor. But I guess he's in hell, and now he inhabits the body of Maximilian the robot. I I don't understand the, this ending of this movie. It's like he's like the god of all these automatons now in hell, and it was very very odd. He's standing atop of a mountain because like uh like front like dick to dick with his his robot creation. Yeah. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, he's inside his robot creation. I was like, did they fuck with the robot dick? I don't know. We're never going to find out, though, because the ending is just fucking weird. But, um... Why is it so fucking perverted? I don't know. <laughs> Everybody's real fine, though. I I enjoyed... You know, the chase stuff was a lot of fun, although these robots were very easily killed. Uh, one of my favorite scenes in the whole in the movie is when Vincent's going toe to toe, having a blaster a blaster off with uh, one of the robots and robots? one of the robots, <laughs> one of the robots slash humans, and he's showing them off because he's picking on his little crumbly robot friend, and he's not a fan of that. So if there's anything I love about this film, it's the cockiness of the little shitty Vincent robot. Who you know? Fuck your BB-8. Vincent was the cool little robot first. All you need to do was start rolling around and be the same fucking thing. But he had more badass stuff on him than fucking lame BB-8. Oh my god. Yeah, Vincent. Vincent did it. Vincent was my favorite part of the movie, and the robot shoot off was pretty damn cool. If it wasn't Roddy McDowell, though, it wouldn't have been the same. Let's put it that way, though. So the voice, the voice is what sold me. Well, I got a little irritated that they made the busted down robot Southern. I'm like, well, is that like a slight? Well, when you find out that Slim Pickens, I guess you don't feel too bad about it, you know? I'm saying no, I don't. Yes, because <laughs> he's a treasure, and you know, you, you should love you some Slim Pickens, you know. If you don't love Slim Pickens, there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah, that's about about sold for this one. And uh, Suzanne, anything you less anything else you'd like to say about the film? I'm probably worse tonight. <laughs> give it one to ten. Yeah, it's not a bad movie. I just wish that they had developed the story a little bit more. The cast, I mean, they, they had this cast that you could literally do no wrong with. And 
it, it, it just seems like they were wasted in at certain times. But Vincent, you're right. Vincent totally made the movie. And I never got a chance to say it, so I have to say it. Yvette Mimou. There you go. You know, being, the, I think, the sole female amongst everybody. Um, did a pretty, everybody did a, just a fantastic job. I just wish that they developed it more. That's all I'm saying. I don't hate it. And her, so, bigger, her biggest action set piece is her, her, her brain possibly getting blasted by a laser. And, you know, that really sucks that she was so helpless. If I had to give a, a slight against this movie, you know. Oh, yeah, but I'm gonna, I'm pretty much at, like, maybe a five. Yeah, okay. I'll go a little higher than you. I, I, I had a much better time with this film than I, not that I ever expected. I was, I've always heard, you know, fair to good things about it. So I'm gonna give it a fair to good score. I'm gonna give it a six and a half out of ten. And I'm gonna... Probably gonna watch it again because I had a lot of fun with it, you know. And uh, there's so many Star Wars knockoffs, and uh, this is another one of those. But it's, it's. I think it's a movie you get to watch with your kids as long as you don't listen to this review. We start talking about robot dicks and <laughs> robots fucking their creators and going inside of the robot. And yeah, don't listen to this review and explain that to your kids. That'd be bad for you. <laughs> but next up, we're gonna talk about. This is going to be some beef after dark. Because robots are going to get sexy, y'all. In Saturn 3, right after this. Hello, have you ever heard of MSK 3000? Yeah, well, we ain't them. But we are movie fans who like to drink and talk shit about our favorite movies. So join me, your host, Nudie, along with my co-host, Jake the Snake, and special guest stars as we dissect our favorite, or maybe not-so-favorite movies, on the NFW Podcast otherwise known as No Fucking Way. You can catch us on Heartophilia and also at NFW underscore podcast on Twitter or NFW podcast at yahoo.com. In an isolated sector of our solar system, Suspended in orbit around the sixth planet from our sun lies a distant outpost, a technologically perfect world where mistakes are impossible because the impossible is unthinkable. It is called Saturn III. Each year for 22 days, a solar eclipse plunges this outpost into shadow lock. Total darkness. All communication is terminated. This year, the inhabitants of Saturn III are about to experience the unthinkable. A nightmare so perfect it could only have been made by man Captain? Major. This is my partner. There are only four inhabitants on Saturn III. One of them is not human. Be 
uh, Saturn 3 is from, yeah, the year of my birth, 1980. We did a lot of 1980 films lately, and I don't apologize for that. But it is totally uh, accidental. Uh, this stars Kirk Douglas in all of his Kirk Douglas glory. Farrah Fawcett in all of her Fawcett glory running. And yeah, you get some other stuff too. Uh, Harvey Keitel as Benson. Not that Benson, people. This Benson wears green leather pants. And uh, <laughs> that's, that, that ain't not bad. And uh, that's that's your short cast for this film. And, 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 uh, and the robot, of course. And a dog... But you know we'll talk about that. That that that's upsetting. I don't worry. I'm going to touch upon the dog. <laughs> okay. But uh, this the plot synopsis is this: two lovers. Well, they they become lovers, I guess. Stationed at a, a remote base in the asteroid fields of Saturn, are intruded upon by a retentive technocrat. What the fuck that means? Who the Earth. fuck write that review? I don't know. <laughs> From Earth, and his charge a malevolent eight foot robot. Okay. Sue, I'll, I'll kick it to you again. What's your thoughts on Saturn 3? I, I'm, I, I think, once again, this is one of those movies that I watched at some point in the past because various parts of it look familiar. But once again, it was like watching it for the first time ever again. I I, I kind of agree with Don. It'll, I, I actually really liked it. I thought it was a little cheeseball, but, you know, these, you know, Kirk Russell, Kirk Russell, why do I want to say Kirk Russell? Kirk Douglas and Farrah, you know, trying to run a hydroponics farm on one of the moves. All um, I thought about was marijuana. That's all I thought about. <laughs> and, you know, they've got this happy little relationship going. They've got a little dog named Sally, which you, you knew the dog was doomed the second you knew she had a dog. As soon as the dog hit the screen, you knew the dog was doomed. Yeah. I'm like, oh, come on, dude. It's like you put a dog in here just to kill it because you don't have enough cast members to kill. Damn you, people. Yes. And, you know, it's like I was a little bit surprised. I mean, the very one of the very first scenes, you see this dude just get kind of ma- mangled to death and then oh, shot out of the state. I was like, I actually rewound it back and watched it like two times. He literally got slashed to ribbons, people. Literally. Mm-hmm. And then this guy Benson pretty much uh, takes off, assumes uh, the captainship of this little mining. I, I, would, I, what, would you even would just like a hydroponics farm? They're trying. They're trying to find new ways to grow food. Apparently, Earth is in the shits. I guess, and the point of them being on the station is finding, I guess, new ways to to hydroponically grow food. Yeah. And then uh, this dude shows up, Benson, and his evil robot. Uh, oh, God, I just forgot the robot's name. And Hector. Hector, yes. Is, and just kind of, they put the, he puts the kibosh on all of that. It's like, oh, you're really pretty. Um, I'm going to use you tonight. Oh, yeah. I'm like, well, all righty then. Sex, sexy time. <laughs> sexy time. And just the it's it's a, actually a really good movie for being you know a you know small cast great movie. Uh, Hector the killer robot was kind of cool. I liked him. I I, problem, I got a little. The, the problem I had with Hector was he didn't really have a head. It just was kind of those those googly flashing eyes hanging around all the time. You know. Yeah. 
Google flashy eyes. Yeah, and that's that. That's not rapey at all. Continue. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> okay. But yeah, I mean, he's just constantly trying to, you know, sleep with Alex, mm. and you know, push Kirk Douglas to the side. And I've seen things in this movie that I never ever wanted to see. I never ever wanted to see Kirk Douglas's ass. But I did! Yeah, a 62-year-old Kirk Douglas' ass in this movie. Yeah, that, there's some things you can't unsee, and that's kind of the scene that I really don't ever, ever, ever want to see again. It's just what you think. It's good and sagging people, okay? You know? I mean, he's still he's, he was still a muscular dude, but... I'm sure 40-year-old Kirk Douglas had a very muscular ass. This is not the case, okay? It's kind of... Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Um, yeah, Naya's like chewing on my elbows. I just, I lost my train of thought for a minute. Ass. Kirk Douglas ass. And, you know, and Harvey Keitel, I was really kind of surprised. Just, I didn't, I never really, I, like I said, I knew I'd seen the movie before. This might have been before I got into Harvey Keitel. Mm-hmm. But he's just kind of a prick. Also, some of you don't want to see naked. Watch Bad Lieutenant, people, you know. Yeah, I know. That's another thing. I don't ever want to see that again. Because you, you get, like, some full funnel in Bad Lieutenant that no one ever needs to see. Yeah. Like Steve Buscemi's ass in Boardwalk Empire. You don't want to see that either. That's kind of gross, you know. Uh, yeah. World-class actor. Looks terrible naked. So there's that. Oh, yeah. But it was, I, I, I just thought that, you know, the, the power struggle was... I mean, it was palpable. They did a good job of creating that, and then with the addition of, you know, Hector, the killer googly-eyed rapey robot, and it's just, it was pretty, it was pretty damn entertaining. I, I was a little surprised because Pat uh, told me that Farrah Fawcett died, and I'm like, I don't remember that. Oh wow, that'll be fun. No, Kirk Douglas died. Sacrifices himself, people. uh, Yes, the self-sacrifice. And then Farrah gets to go to Earth. Yeah, and she gets big. She she buys stock on Aquanet, apparently, because that hair is real big at the end of that movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wonder if they hydroponically grew her makeup, too, because she was always had full face of makeup. Oh, yeah. But she had to to look good for her daddy. Daddy. Daddy Kirk, you know. <laughs> she had that old. She had that that penchant for old men. Apparently, so oh, I've, I've never been to Earth. I've never seen other dudes. This old guy will do all right. Let's see if his dick still works. And uh, apparently, it did. You know, oh man. First, of all, I love the way this movie starts. And we're basically, like you said, you know, the guy makes a comment to, to this this rando in a helmet, big old black helmet. You you don't know it's Harvey Keitel yet said that I heard you shit, I forgot that he said something about him, you know, failing some kind of psychological profile or something. So right away, you know this guy's fucking nuts. And then yeah. he, opens, he opens the air shaft to, to, to shoot his friend out the door and literally cuts him to ribbons because there's this big old wire and the guy gets cut to pieces. It's kind of great. Oh, uh, yeah. But once, once, once you get to, 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 to the beaten potatoes of this film, you get these two characters, Farrah Fawcett, if, you got, if, you, if you're a dude, you know, I'm a dude, you get to see some Farrah Fawcett boob, at least one of them in this movie. So there, there's that to enjoy. And uh, <clears throat> she's with this old man. And then he shows up. And when he opens his his his, his gob, 
you he starts to talk and you're thinking that's not that's not Harvey Keitel talking and it's not he got overdubbed by this British actor Roy Dotrice who's been in like uh well the I've seen him in he's been in a ton apparently it was the Corsican Brothers the the Cheech and Chong movie what yeah <laughs> um but yeah he, he's he's totally overdubbed and I knew it right away I like this doesn't sound like him at all not even like a, oh this is just a younger version because I, I watched Blue Collar. And they let him talk in blue, blue Collar. It was probably made a couple years earlier than this. And that was a little strange. But what wasn't strange was this green leather outfit that he wears through most of this movie. Yeah. That that's that, that, looked, that looked very form-fitting on him. And I guess this is why he thought, once the green leathers come out to play, I get to come play too. Because there's some very rapey, you know, this would not go against your Me Too status, uh, status at all, people, because... Right from the jump, he's like, you know what? He's old. I'm young. You want to fuck? Why wouldn't you want to fuck me? I'm much younger than he is, and I might might be psychotic. Let me program my robot here to say he wants to fuck you, too. Because that's a big through line to this film, is that he's basically putting his traits into this robot. And he's learning stuff from him. So the whole time, the the, the robot wants to fuck her, too. To a point where he turns against his master... It tears his arm off, it tears his hand off uh, hilariously. And <laughs> so the whole time of this movie, you got this robot who who is running around and eventually decapitates old Harvey and Benson, the, the, the Harvey Benson, to, <laughs> which is the only time he has a head throughout the entire movie because, yes. like, like I mentioned to Suzanne, that th- this, uh, only real problem I have with this robot, it needed like a solid like head to it, and that would have made it more like more imposing than it already was. Because he was pretty imposing without the head, but if he had like a like a like a cool head, yeah. you know, yeah, and not the stupid you know plastic light up eye googly eyes, I think he would have been even more imposing. And that 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 hurt that hurt my my thought of the robot and a little bit, but um, it's a lot of fun. I I, I think that. It's, 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 as simple as the idea is, the fact that it goes on for an hour and 26 minutes, I'm not really bored by it. And that's that'd be really hard to do in a story like this in which you pretty much get all your exposition and all your jumping off in like the first 40 minutes. And then what do you do with the rest of the movie? You know, you, you make it interesting and they manage to pull that off with yeah. chases and, you know, all, all kinds of good stuff until the end there really went nowhere because he pretty much had free will in which the robot was going to control Kirk Douglas through his 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 his, his matrix hole that's what I'm going to call yeah, it that's, yeah, the matrix hole. that's what it looked like this jack that's in the back of his neck or to, the existence porthole yes indeed and uh, that really went nowhere because he blows up the robot in the ice water at the end he, the, the robot didn't even see it coming so if there's anything to mention about for this movie is that the robot's supposed to be this all-knowing being who picks up AI information from everything that he interacts with, but he didn't see Kirk Douglas stealing these explosives out of this thing, out of this very uh, automated space station where you could probably see and know everything that he's doing. I, I, don't, I don't see this. Like It's like, hey, 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 Farrah, distract him with your titties. Okay, yeah. you know, that would have been more interesting. She's like, hey, Hector. And then, like, you didn't... See, I, I wouldn't mind seeing the boobs, of course, but if to be tasteful, hey, you want you want to do something? You know? That would have been a distraction for the robot. 
you know, whilst he's stealing these explosives to destroy him with. And, yeah, you get a lot of Pharaoh running in this film, and that's fine. You get a lot of... Kirk Russell. Kirk. Why do I keep wanting to call him Kirk Call, call him Kirk Russell, it's fine, you know. <laughs> yeah, Kirk Douglas running, Kirk and uh, Harvey Keitel wearing green leather, and uh, Rapey Robot. Righteous Ooh, robot but, ass. That that that, yeah. that robot has a butt for some reason. I don't know why. It's just there though. And uh it's like those yeah. metallic, metallic butt cheeks just hanging down. I'm like, what is the point of those? Is yeah, trying, to sec- trying to be a sexy robot, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> sexy robot. Sexy robot. Oh yeah, in, in a future time, baby. Robots. It was, yeah. Robots have the dark. I guess because everybody has gone so overboard in every movie lately. Is it? two hours or longer. It was nice just to go back to the classics. They're like an hour and a half. It was real clean. I thought it was very clean. And Max said that he didn't like this movie. I'm, I was really surprised that he didn't like this movie. But, um... I mean, it's it, it's got its its slower moving parts, but they kept the story tight. Mm-hmm. They didn't try to go overboard. They didn't try to do much. They did just, just enough. Yeah. All right, um... Anything else they say about the movie? Or when you give it one to ten, I honestly I was really surprised at how much I enjoyed it because I really just there's a very small subset of sci-fi that I truly enjoy, and I really was surprised at how much I enjoyed watching this. And I'll probably end up watching this again because Pat informed me this is it was one of his favorite movies. So I'm pretty much I'm actually I'm just you know trying to quickly watch it today. I'm I'm at a seven, and that rating will probably go up on subsequent viewings. Yeah, me, uh, I I dug it, and it's the first ever watched it. Now, I'll give it a watch again because it, it had a nice feel, had a small cast, so I that 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 helps films with me. If you got a small cast of, of people, in this case three, you have to really make that a character study, and that really works in a film like this. It works in Dawn of the Dead. I'm sorry if some of you like the remake better, but you guys are wrong because I can give a fuck about any of those characters. I could not agree with you more. So when you get a small a small group together, you have to really try harder with the writing to, to, to make them relatable and, and likable because you have to be with these same three people for an hour and a half. Well, that and a, a sex-craved robot, you know, with a, with a shiny metallic ass. and a, But yeah, it's real fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it that same seven, but I'm gonna watch it again. I'll probably probably enjoy it even more. Uh, it's available on Amazon Prime to watch right now currently, and uh, I think Screen Factory has a Blu-ray of this as well for you guys' uh, consumption. But I'm gonna leave it at that, and we'll come back and we'll close out the show. Clytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. How peaceful it looks. Most effective, Your Majesty. Will you destroy this Earth? Destroy it utterly. Send Rick and Danny in wool rocket Ajax. So, just destroy it? That's what Ming said. Don't you ever listen? Well, there's no arguing with Ming. Hail Hail Ming. Ming. Wait! 
you see those transmissions on the visual screen? Crow? Nightmare on Elm Street? Chud 2? Black Belt Jones? Nightbreed? What's a critter? Oh, I've seen those things. Flash? I guess we could wait a while before the destruction. Yeah, and watch the movies. And talk about them. The Hell Ming Power Hour. Disobedience to Ming. For now. You can find us at Legion Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. iTunes. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. At www. You know what? Just Google it for yourself. Just Google it, you bastages. Hell Ming. Breaking 2? Electric Boogaloo? Samurai Cop? Army of Darkness? Flash Dance? (laughs) (laughs) We might destroy the planet if it's Flash Dance. Well, Suzanne, I don't have any really deaths to report, but um, I have some other stuff to report. Um, This Saturday, Suzanne, she will be joining us, myself and Mike Merriman, and we will be recording... <clears throat> the very first episode, the pilot episode of Burning for Springwood, which is a full series retrospective of the Freddy's Nightmares series. Mike's very excited about it. Suzanne, I think, is excited about it. I'm very excited. I'm on the fence about it because <laughs> I know silver <laughs> fucking hot garbage, you know, but uh, we're going to make the most out of it. Mike already said he has some guests that, that are interested in coming on, so I say bring them on. So with anything that, to ease the pain of these 44-minute crab fests, because they're, they're a little too long, and that's my biggest problem. We'll, we'll get into all that later on. Uh, I, re, I watched the first three episodes of The Wonder Years, so I could pull some sound clips from them for the first episode of Kevin Arnold, Underdog or Asshole. And uh, that's that doesn't have a co-host yet, but I, I got a feeling I could, I could string somebody for that, or maybe go solo, but I'm very wooden when I go solo, so I'll see if I can grab somebody for that. When are you going to do that? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, count me in. I love the first, like, couple of seasons of The Wonder Years. Yeah, that's coming. Uh, get ready for some some, some hate-watching for that. And you did not, not uh, unintentional hate-watches of those episodes, because he's a little fucking creep. Even in the first few that I watched, I was like, you know what? You're a little fucking asshole. But, uh, yeah, besides that, Two Drink is coming uh, back. I don't know when that's going to be. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about this off air, Susan. I got, Susan, I got, I got plans though, and it may change, make some changes in the show. But I don't know what's gonna happen. But um, but uh, Suzanne, what you got coming up, girl? Well, next week we are continuing with Vampire Month and recording Thirty Days of Night on NFW, and that's on Horrorphilia. Vampire. And well, like I said, we got burning for spring. <laughs> spring, for spring wood. I keep pointing, well, not for obvious reasons. Yes, yes I know, and Naya's excited, too. Naya's excited, too, yes. Oof. And, Anything yeah, else? that's pretty much it, it right now. Yeah. <clears throat> if you haven't already, I know we have a few last time I checked. Go check out the Legion Patreon page, in which you can get exclusive commentaries, exclusive stuff, and you can help out uh, our great uh, our great boss, Bo Rensdell, and who can help him paper hosting fees and, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, come listen to all the great shows on legionpodcast.com and horrorphilia.com respectively because we're on both of those networks. Not this show, but other shows. Um, 
Sloppy Seconds Movie Sequel Podcast. I'm working on getting an episode together for that to, to record. It might not be Deathstalker 2, but I'm in, in talks with a guy who's partially got done a documentary about the film Rockwell High School Forever. And that's a film that's so stupid that I can't help enjoy. Where Corey, Fel- Corey Feldman's singing and swinging in that movie. Oh, God, no. And it's really bad in parts, but really fucking delightful. Um, this guy took time to get some of the actors together he's, he's still working on. Last I heard, he was in negotiations with Corey Feldman's people to, to get him in the documentary. And uh, he's he's working on getting Mary Warren off, too. I, I, this, this is all talk at this point. I don't want to announce, yeah, it's happening, because I don't know if it's happening or not. But, um, yeah, I was supposed to have an interview with that guy and do a review of the show, of the movie, on the show. So that's probably going to be the next big sloppy seconds. Um, Twitter GW, Twitter at CineBeefCast. Uh, next up, I don't know what that's going to be. It might be something with Dan and Lacey. <laughs> We've been talking about a couple things, so stay tuned for that. i got to make no promises. Scheduling has been hard with the winter and people getting sick. And, you know, it, it always sucks in the winter. But spring spring is on the way, people. And that makes me very, very happy. But um, that's it for this one. A lot of butums on this one. I'm sorry about that, but not sorry. <laughs> this has been your Cinema Beef Podcast, where if you've got beef, we've got the grinder.
knows that 